Hello everybody, welcome to the Buddhist Centre Online podcast, continuing to come live from Mexico. My name is Chandra Dasa and I'm sitting here in the beautiful district of Coyoacan. Where is it? Is it, is it the west of Mexico City? This is the southwest. It's the southwest of Mexico City. You can probably hear some lovely bird sounds and the sounds of other Mexican city life mm-hmm. outside. And I'm here with my friend Nyana Dakini, who has uh, very graciously given me some of her time this morning to have a conversation at the end of quite a big week. It's been quite a big week, hasn't it? A big week, and before that week, a big retreat. A big retreat. Wonderful retreat. And what was <laughs> the retreat? retreat? What was the retreat? Well, the retreat, it was a retreat for women preparing for ordination. And in the context of that retreat, we had seven women being ordained and we spent 11 days together with all kind of um, activities from meditation to rituals to conversations so it was a special moment for me yeah yes and then at the end um, as some of you may know from uh, the internet the retreat moved itself from near Cuernavaca to Mexico City from Chintamani Retreat Centre to Mexico City and uh, we had a big public ordination in Mexico City Buddhist Centre in La Roma district, yeah, yeah. which we broadcast on the internet, and thousands of people watched it, amazing. Yeah, that was something quite um, impressive, I mean, for me and for all of us. Yeah. yeah. Now, I want to go back to this retreat, because we were, uh, we were riding here in the taxi last night, and you were sharing quite a dramatic story that happened in the retreat, which sounds quite mythic now that um, it's over, but you had a big fire, didn't We you? had a big fire right after one of our rituals around 9.30 night. So all of a sudden there was all these um, women yelling about fire, 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 and we got so scared. But what was very impressive is, you know, how all of us really responded very quickly mm. to the moment I mean, we were scared, but, you know, we just were doing what we had to do. The bit I liked best was that <laughs> there, weren't, there weren't sufficient fire extinguishers or, or even water yeah. readily available for yeah. the fire in the field next door. So you all organised yourselves with pots with and, a small and emptied a swimming pool. Buckets and then get the <laughs> water from the swimming pool. And yeah, but... And the fire know. was put out and... Yes. Amazing. Yes, it is amazing. It's quite yeah. a sort of um, almost like a Mahayana Sutra. <laughs> exactly. before, and then after the fire, you move, <laughs> you transport magically yes. to the big city, yes. and yeah. you transform this city centre yeah. into yeah, yeah. a yeah. Dharma pure land yeah. or something. Yeah, so after that, we just had this feeling of women being in an adventure, mm-hmm. and we together, you know, got, you know, in different moments, and we were all the time together, you know, just doing what we had to do. So that's the context of the retreat. It's an ordination training retreat. And then some of the women on the retreat from Mexico uh, come come home, as it were, to get ordained. But of course, there weren't just Mexican women on the retreat, were there? there No, it was a sort of an international retreat. Because there were women from UK, from Spain, from Germany. And especially we had, for the first time in Mexico, Mexico City, and for the first time in a retreat like this a group of uh, Venezuelan women from um, Mérida and Caracas. Wow. Now, they were able to attend the retreat because there was a fundraising campaign, wasn't there, a crowdfunding? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure everybody's aware of the economical crisis um, that it's um, happening in Venezuela. 
and so the resources are very limited, but, you know, generosity is always there in our community. So we were able to raise money to pay for the flights, for other kind of travel expenses, for the retreat itself. So we were very moved by, you know, the generosity of many people that, I mean, we don't know who they are, but they immediately put, you know, Yeah, quite a lot of money. And if you speak Spanish, there's a podcast preceding this one in the Buddha Central's podcast feed, in whatever app you're using, which is um, entirely in Spanish, and it features uh, Nana Dakini and Parami in conversation with Las uh, Venezolanas, Mm -hmm. speaking about why the Dharma matters to them at what is a very urgent crisis point in Mm -hmm. Venezuelan Mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. So do check that out. But for now, I was very interested in, you're this kind of quite well-known figure in Triratna and Mexico, Mm. but it seems that you're taking on a bit of a bigger, well, it's almost like I've got this vision of a big mythic cloak, and you're pulling it around and it's got the starry sky on it, and the sun, (laughs) and the moon, Mm. and you've decided to really take that on for Latin America. Yeah, and I think all of this started when I got my Buddhist name, Nyanadakini. I was the first Mexican woman being ordained in uh, our community. So when my preceptor, my teacher, was given my name, she said, I'm giving the name of Nyanadakini because she needs a huge name because he has a huge continent to <laughs> take the Dharma, Latin America. Ah. Nyanadakini means Dakini of wisdom. And Dakinis are these figures representing liberation, energy, Sky dancers. Sky dancers, the sky dancers. Which is a good yeah. description of you. <laughs> I was a dancer at some point, so, you know, I like uh, dancing wherever I can dance. Mm. And I've been even dancing with my Venezuelan mitras in Venezuela. But, uh, yeah, this idea of taking the Dharma to other places was all the time in my heart. and But it was till two years ago when there was this call from a friend of mine saying, could you come to Venezuela because there's some mitras, some friends, some practitioners of the Dharma in Venezuela that they really want to go deeper in their practice and they want you know, to get to know women practicing mm. the Dharma. So immediately I said, yes. But then I thought, oh wow, it's Venezuela and there's a crisis yeah, there's and a there's almost like war. So I didn't know what kind of adventure yeah, it was going to be. Yeah, I think for me it, was, it has been one of the more inspiring and difficult adventures I've taken yeah. on. <laughs> now, it's funny you say difficult, because as you were speaking there, I found myself realising that because I, I'm involved in the internet stuff mm-hmm. and I know lots of the news from around Sri Ratna, mm-hmm. I sort of take it for granted that you're mm-hmm. a Mexican mm-hmm. woman working with yeah. other women in Mexico and you're working with women in Venezuela. But I'd imagine actually that's quite unusual in Latin America to have a Buddhist woman, in a way, bringing other women into the, the Buddhist yeah. practice tradition yeah. and even mm-hmm. ordaining people. Yeah. Yeah. It's been very, very inspiring. And it really helped me to develop even more faith in the Dharma. Because when we talk about countries or continents like Latin America, we think about lots of problems because we are part of the so-called underdeveloped world. And sometimes we, we think that all what we need living in these countries is more sort of economical security or political security, 
But when we go deeper in what is really the needs of our countries, I, you know, came to the point that it's um, the Dharma. Yeah. I mean, what we need is something for our minds and our hearts more than the other, you know, mm. the other things. I guess we see even yeah. in countries that are supposed to be developed with security. <laughs> yeah, because, we, I mean, <laughs> we never know what's going to happen in our countries. Mm. You know, there's, um, yeah. I guess even in times of war and in times of peace, the mm-hmm. Dharma is it. Because it made me think of the, I suppose, the Sangha as well. Mm-hmm. Like you are, you're not just bringing the Dharma to these Venezuelan women and their community in, in Mer- is it in Merida? Merida and in, in Caracas. In Caracas. Yeah. You're also bringing a community to them that is bigger than what they know. There's a community here, there's a community around the world. Yeah, I, I think for them, you know, traveling to Mexico and being able to meet with other women from other countries, all kind of women, different ages, different professions, different personalities, temperaments. I think that gave them the sense that this is a quite diverse community of mm. Buddhist practitioners. Yeah, yeah. Now, what do they say themselves about this kind of big journey they're doing? Because those people who don't speak Spanish will not be able to understand mm-hmm. these women speaking for themselves. Mm-hmm. But what you, maybe you could give us a, a little idea, because I know you all sat around and checked in yeah. at the end of the whole adventure. Yeah. I think for them, what they are quite um, inspired by is because they want to not only practice the Dharma for themselves, but they are quite sure that Venezuela needs the Dharma because they want to bring peace and compassion and they are ready to do that. I mean, they, they are very straightforward, and they have lots of energy and lots of faith. So they are ready to move on. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> they want to. <laughs> what, they what, are asking, what's next? What's next? One of my favorite moments was we were standing <laughs> in the, the lobby of the Mexico uh-huh. Buddhist Center the other day, and I was trying to take pictures of the mm. Venezuelan women for their podcast, and they all started singing We Will Rock You by Queen. Yes. <laughs> so I managed to film them singing that. And we put it up on Instagram and lots of people were very delighted yeah, yeah, by, yeah. by them singing. Yeah. So that's, um, that's that particular group of women. Have you got any wider sense of what comes next for the Dharma in Latin America? We want to bring the Dharma from Mexico all the way down to the Patagonia. Oh. And I think it's possible. We already have some women in the Patagonia. Yeah, there's um, a friend of us. And so I think we are ready to create a network, a network of people. And there's more now women committed to travel Mm. and go down there and to teach. So I think it's only we need just to organize things. But the energy is there. And, of course, we will need the resources. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure that we'll get, you know, the resources to travel. Well, it's good because here at the Buddhist Centre Online, we'll be reporting from Mexico as just a routine part of our, our work. We have done for the last year, but it's definitely a much more conscious thing to, to bring in the Spanish-speaking world. Mm-hmm. And it's good already to feel that we're not just coming to Mexico to cover the Dharma in Mexico. Mm-hmm. There's this great opening out into the whole continent. Yeah. And it's quite inspiring in a way just to be at that point on the threshold when people are crossing mm-hmm. over. Yes, yeah. It's very, sure. very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, you know, when we see the whole world, that's amazing that we mm. you know, are doing things all over the world. 
Yeah, well, the thing of <laughs> sitting in that shrine room on Sunday mm-hmm. and the women coming down, somebody had built a beautiful shrine with moss yes. and flowers, mm-hmm. like bringing mm-hmm. a garden mm-hmm. yeah. and making a seat for the Buddha <laughs> in the shrine room and, and all of them walking down that path of moss and flowers yes. into that the is. shrine room with <clears throat> hundreds and hundreds yeah. of people and people outside looking in through the open windows mm-hmm. and, and wondering what's going what on. What is this? <laughs> and hearing this exotic <laughs> sound of people chanting yes. and the, 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 the sort of beauty and the laughter and mm-hmm. it was very yeah. moving. And you could see, you know, people in tears. You know, it was a, a very moving atmosphere. Yeah. When we put it up online, we had no idea. <laughs> I mean, one, it's two hours long. Yeah. Two, mm-hmm. it's in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Three, it's uh, in the late evening, even mm-hmm. in Europe. And then in India, it's after midnight. In Australia, it's the middle mm-hmm. of the night. And it was really fantastic to see all these people mm-hmm. getting up in the middle of the night. Yeah. And staying up late to watch this kind of really kind of mysterious act, these women saying some really old words mm. of commitment mm. and making a commitment to themselves mm. to change their mm. lives in a particular mm. way. It's really, mm. really quite something. Yeah. Yeah. So sadu to you for helping uh, set up the conditions for all that. I know there's a lot of people who. Thanks work. to you for doing all this, and so we can, you know, communicate all these things to all the world. Well, you're welcome, and I think we'll be hearing a lot more from you and from Latin America <laughs> in the years to come. I hope yeah, so. I hope so. And uh, yes, yeah, so we'll hear from Yana Dakari next time we're in town, or next time she's travelling. In the meantime, you can download this podcast from iTunes, from Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, all the usual places uh, you can get hold of the RSS link on the blog post, on the Buddhist Centre Online, and Facebook. Tune in to Las Venezolanas speaking in Spanish, if you can understand that. Really lovely conversation that they had. And we'll see you soon back in North America and Europe.